This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now, the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program is offering bonus content to Fable and Folly Plus supporters, including character creation and how-to-play episodes, plus cast and crew outtakes, all still entirely ad-free. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Omniverse. The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program contains content that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Visit CthulhuMystery.com and head to Patreon.com slash Omniverse Media to join our community of fans and unlock further secrets. I don't know about you, but when it's late at night, there's two things I love most. A scary story and a good laugh. This evening, I'm delighted to introduce to you a radio play that offers both. It's called The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. I suppose I don't need to tell you that this is an unusual show. But being an unholy marriage of horror and hilarity is just the beginning. In this program, our cast actually lives the terror. It's an improvised audio drama that uses Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game and the wits of our players to weave these uncanny tales. But that's just for starters. Our crack team of sound designers and musicians make this much more than a game. This is a cinematic radio play where anything can happen, and these poor souls never know what's going to hit them. Now, take care, because the same can be said for you. This is a grim show at times, and we want to strongly caution you that in this first series, you'll encounter grisly gore, violent misogyny, and psychological disorders caused by terrible abuse. If that's not your cup of tea, well, that's easily solved. You see, each series of this program is a standalone story. So, for a no less bone-chilling but decidedly different tale of terror that even further melds the realms of audio drama and actual play, consider setting your dial to our second series, The Terrible Secret of Lot X. But for those of you sticking with us for this inaugural adventure as the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program emerges, screaming into the airwaves, swaddled in a blanket of nightmares. Steal your hearts for this macabre and delightfully sordid affair, our debut eight-part series which we call The Black Birth. Do you hear that? In the cruel blackness of night, an unknowable evil from beyond time cries out. What 
dark deeds unfold on the streets of Arkham, and which unwitting souls, innocent or impure, will succumb to the maddening call, the call of Cthulhu. Yes, slithering beneath the surface of this unassuming burg are horrors, true horrors the likes of which the human mind dare not comprehend. But tonight, the five denizens of Big Mama's boarding house will find themselves thrown into a mystery that pits them face to face with these impossible terrors, and at great risk of tumbling headlong into the gaping maw of madness. The Pitch Black Coal Company brings you part one of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Tonight's strange story, Terror Comes A-Knocking. Remember, friends, when you find yourself in the yawning void of endless night, without coal there wouldn't be light. Pitch Black Coal harvests the purest high-grade anthracite deep within the bosom of the Cactus Mountains. Ask your coal man to darken your doorstep with a Pitch Black delivery. And now, let's meet our cast. My name is Cyril Bridgewater. I'm a jazz singer. I was formerly the singer of uh, Cyril and the Gramophones. We broke up. I'm in between acts right now. Shopping around and looking for a trombone player. Maybe a pianist. What are you laughing about? My name is Sam. I uh, used to work for the federal government. I don't want to talk about that anymore. I don't play the piano. He used to play the trombone, but he's a little rusty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a father-grandfather, 60 years old. I'm from the country of Georgia, not state. And I'm a Bible salesman for the uh, Lord baby Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you till on the mountain. How long have you been doing it, Father? Oh, about 62 years. I did it in the womb I, before I was born. 62 years I've been a Bible salesman. Before I was even born, God, baby Jesus was like, two years before you're born, son, you're going to be a Bible salesman. And so in negative years, I was a great Bible salesman. Before you were born, he knew you. Okay, back. Okay. Well, he knows all. Hank Jr. I'm Hank O'Brien Jr. I was born in a small place called Redbird, Oklahoma. My family was on their way to Tulsa. I guess I'm here at the boarding house now because... Uh, our crop went bad a long time ago. Me and my sister were sent off to live with our aunt and uncle. She went off to New York, and I was still here with my aunt. I'm trying to find a job, so I came in here, and I'm staying at the boarding house looking for a job. Dolores Delaney. I'm a book dealer. Any interesting books? None. I actually partake in all of the non-interesting books. My favorite are the most boring. Ah, a study of beige. Yes. A four-part series. Volume three was captivating. Yes. Especially when they talked about the khaki selection. Oh my goodness. All of you in uh, Ma's boarding house, uh, you guys have all come here for your various reasons, but you guys aren't the only one there. There's a, uh, a lady who's been here for a, a time, too. You know, some of you have gotten to know her fairly well. I mean, in as much as, you know, she's polite and you guys have nice little talks every once in a while. Uh, she goes by the name of Hannah Pickering. Uh, she's, she's young, you know, maybe in her early 20s. She's uh, slim, long, long blonde hair, you know, not exactly in the bob cut fashion. She's a little behind the times. Uh, pretty apparently, but uh, in your times, uh, sh- she's a little shy and uh, kind of avoids looking at people. One thing you guys have noticed is she kind of walks with a bit of a limp, favoring her right leg. Her left shoulder is a little bit higher than the 
than the right shoulder. All in all, she's very quiet, very demure. But recently, in the last few uh, weeks, you guys have kind of noticed uh, she's been acting a little bit strangely. By and large, she's been a lot more uh, irritable. Everybody make a spot hidden check. Ooh, I got a good <clears> spot. <laughs> Which, are we rolling a uh, hundred? Yeah, out of a D hundred. Thirty-eight out of eighty. Okay. Well, uh, I got three hundred. Agent Spade. <laughs> yes. You've got a trained eye for this kind of thing. And yes, I do. One thing, one thing you've noticed thing. recently is uh, looks like she's put on a little bit of a weight, a little bit of weight. Doesn't seem to have really been, you know, in the face anywhere. Just kind of around the midsection. She done got knocked up. Committed sin. <laughs> so your your suspicion is that that it, that's probably happened. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, but you know. She, she's not definitely not willing to talk about anything like that. I have another question. Is it I mean, how did she get the limp or I mean, was she abused? She's quiet. She has a limp. She's well, it usually in engaging things She tends to avoid talking about herself a lot like she mm. she'll, she'll talk about uh, About about her work. Apparently. She's some sort of uh, um, uh, Typist by and large pretty superficial about things like she's very polite very, like she doesn't like to talk about any personal issues and mm -hmm. Having interviewed plenty of people in your time, you get a sense that you probably wouldn't be able to even push her on that too much. Like, so in the, for the sake of politeness with your fellow boarding house mate, you don't ask. Oh yes, I do. No, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Perhaps she needs a Bible that I may sell her. One day she seems quite a bit worse off than normal. Laughter, strained, uh, kind of a really painfully forced grin. You know, being a bit concerned about her since you've already got your suspicions, you know, you ask her kind of what's up, and she dismisses that she has anything wrong. She had she heads out uh, that evening. I follow her. <laughs> Creepily. Wait, when can we interject? Stalked. <clears throat> well, that that's that's what I was about to say. So she heads out that evening. You guys are all tired from your various things. You know, selling Bibles. Uh, <laughs> Reading my extensive twelve book. Whatever they call those anthologies. Yes, you're, totally <laughs> about. you're a book expert. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I read those things that have words. She, she was. She was. I have a lot of uh, education, not so much intelligence. She, she was. She was looking up the anthology to see what it was in that other thing. You know, that book that has all the words <laughs> my, in it. My, eight, my extensive eighteen book anthology about anthologies. Exactly. <laughs> what you have to remember, she's a book dealer. That's more of a sort of a, a collector money exchange kind of thing. You know, bound gold, if you will. Opens the Encyclopedia A anthology. Oh, a collection of knowledge. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, Father Grandfather. Yes, sir. That evening, or way, way, way late into the evening, about 3 a.m., so much that I guess it's early the next day, uh, you get a, a knock on, on the, the door of your bedroom. All right, I'm getting my bullwhip out. Who's at the door? I got my bullwhip. Whip. My bullwhip. Uh, it's Ma. Someone's here to see you. Ma? Who that? Your landlord. Yeah, oh, I mean, boarding house. I mean, yeah, I'll be right there. <laughs> I opened the door. Well, you open the door, and Ma's standing there in her in a nightgown. Here in uh, the face of the bullwhip. <laughs> okay, uh, roll your bullwhip scale. A <laughs> 1d3. Well, roll the, so yeah, that's it, how it's gonna be. She's, yeah. she's, that's, that's she's not dodging right. it, so she, she doesn't know this is coming. She's totally by surprise. Four. Four, four, okay, so four you latch head. open the front of Ma's face with uh, your with your bullwhip, and blood is pouring everywhere. The police officer standing right next to her is almost too shocked to respond. Uh, Ma shouts 
in, in a, a peel of uh, of agony. Oh, and she the rest of you me. all hear, hear this. <laughs> it was an accident, officer. My hand slipped. She's a woman, you know. I put her in her place and all. Um, <laughs> She obviously sinned. It was an accident. It's like, and then, Your Honor, uh, before he opened the door, I heard him say, hold on, I'm getting my bullwhip. <laughs> then Sir, he opened I the said, door. I have my bullwhip, and when I open the door, I intend that whoever I said that to is going to get hit in the face with a bullwhip. I said I was getting my bullwhip. The uniformed police officer draws his pistol. I'm outside okay. in the hallway with yeah. my 38. You, like. co you come out of the hallway brandishing <laughs> brandish your, your firearm. Your boxers with the heart-shaped boxers. I have a 99% persuasion. Can I persuade this officer to let me go because she's just a whacked-out crazy broad who probably deserved it? She's a whacked out crazy dame. We'll officer. give we'll give we'll give you half of your ninety nine percent because this is kind of a ludicrous lie. All right. So am I rolling? Yes. I got a seventy seven. A seventy seven. Okay. So yeah, that was good. Now normally, if if perhaps she was like a uh, a whacked out dame, even though you you know assaulted broad. her, uh, you'd you'd have a chance. But this is your landlord, and she's a respected member of the community. Uh, the police officer doesn't seem to be buying it. But at this time, uh, Agent Spade comes out. You've got your pistol out. The, they don't. None of these people see you because you've just come out into the hall. The cop right now, he's got his gun drawn. He's focused entirely on uh, Father Grandfather and the profusely bleeding Ma. I put my gun away and I go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Cops are handling it. Nothing to do here. Okay, well, hey, I knew he was crazy. I'm guessing the rest of you guys peek your head, peek your head out and see this tragic scene. Yeah, I, you know, just, uh, just a. Uh, Peek through the keyhole, can't see anything. Uh, keep, you know, keep my head low, stay out of trouble. Too much excitement for me. Okay. So one by one, doors open and then close as people like, see what's going on. What have I done? <laughs> Hank Jr., you gonna I, interject here? I would have. I, if, if I if, if I see he's holding a whip, her face is bloody, and a cop is there, I'm just not. I'm not gonna do anything. Go on, close my door and just. Oh, this yeah. is what the fuck have I done? <laughs> now. Why can't I take it back? <laughs> it I stand day. by my conviction. So, uh, WWJD. The police sergeant. Uh, he, you know, he he draws his gun. I don't know if you want to. Proceed to compound this by, you know, assaulting a police officer as well. How how but, likely am I to use my garrote wire against the police officer before he fires me with his gun? <laughs> fires at well, me. he hasn't ready it. Yeah, He's kind of a police officer fumbling <laughs> at it right now. So if if you want to lunge at him, you're certainly uh, welcome to. You know what? No, I'll. But you've got off. the bullwhip in your hand. What's so gonna happen to me if I don't stop him? Uh, well, oh, let's find out. He is a police officer, so he's probably gonna do what police officers do. Beat oh, you no. down. Oh no. Um, right? I'm gonna have to get my grot wire out of this Bible here and oh, stop God. the police officer. <laughs> kind of okay. sales, Midori. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll your fast talk. Oh, what kind, oh, of, a no. <laughs> what kind of a Bible salesman has a grot wire? Didn't he also wire? say he has dynamite? <laughs> you don't want me to roll my fast talk. It's at 5%. Okay, yeah, we want you to. That's fine. I mean, basically, you're, you're just trying to buy time to, like, get your grot wire out. Okay, wait, fast before, talk. To, like, to distract. 34. Okay, out of your five. So, uh, you're like, That's 29 more than I need. Now, don't worry, Mr. Police Officer. All I'm doing is opening my Bible, which has a garrote wire in it, which is offset too much. <laughs> uh, I mean, that basically. Selling Bibles is a dangerous business. You never know who's trying to steal your merchandise. Yeah. These uh, are holy artifacts. I had to give the woman what for. As you're reaching for it, trying to talk him down, he he draws his gun, he points it at you, and he's like, uh, I'm gonna need you to set those things down right now. All right, sir. Now, uh, turn around. I don't want no I'm a 60-year-old man. Turn around. 
up against the wall, hands behind your back. Oh, I like this. You comply as, <laughs> as, uh, as he proceeds to handcuff you. What? Damn. Unless you're gonna fight him. Well, I have a pipe bomb. I mean, <laughs> it's probably not with you. What happens well, to here, if he arrests roll, me? Roll, roll your luck. <laughs> what are you doing with a pipe bomb? Sell Bible. Lex, Lex a percentile, it's up on the top right. I'm gonna try to set off a pipe bomb. Yeah, Does he give me like Winchester uh, family Bible salesman? What's your luck? My luck is 35. Okay, go for it. Let's just see whether you got the pipe bomb on you. I got a zero! Zero, double zero? Yeah. Okay, that's a hundred. What? <laughs> no! You left your you left your pipe bomb in Georgia. Well, so, so your your, pi your pipe bomb unfortunately isn't with you, but it is out in plain sight on the bed. You were cradling <laughs> it. I hate my life, <laughs> sir. The sergeant doesn't seem to have noticed the pipe bomb. He's a little distracted by the the distraught woman and you, uh, and proceeds to handcuff you. Uh, he he walks you over, sets you on the couch in the uh, in the den. At this time, uh, Ma, she's shuffled off and uh, to attempt to bandage her now permanently scarred face. Ah! Uh, That's what you get for being in the house of sin, like all women. The the uh, the cop says, uh, "I don't think this is gonna be your house too much longer." Sir, I sell Bibles. I'm a good man. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a good man. I'm selling the word of the Lord. Good man, huh? Well, uh, you ask her what she done. I bet she deserved it. Well, sir. Uh, where were you earlier tonight? Look, I'm from the country of Georgia. I just got off the boat. We do things differently there. I don't know how it works in wherever I am, land. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just interested to know, sir. Where were you earlier tonight? This I evening? was in my room, and then, then this lady showed up, and I said, I have my bull whip, and then you were there. <laughs> Anything you say can and will be used against you. <laughs> I warned her, if you tell someone you've got a bull whip, why are they going to still try to get in? I said I'm coming to the door. I'll get it. Whack. I'm 60. I ain't got time for games. You lock me up, I'm gonna be a dead man when I get out. <laughs> he leaves. Bible's a silver pen for what I've been doing in the past. He leaves you on the couch for a moment. Ma makes his way briefly into the kitchen to check on uh, on Ma. Makes his way over to the other doors uh, with a cup of tea in one hand. He's knocking on the doors each in turn. Looking at me, so I guess I guess you, you just keep just come yeah, on my he, door. He knocks on your door first. Well, I um, I put my various materials away real quick <laughs> under the mattress, and <laughs> and I look out and I say, "Oh, good evening, officer. It was there. Uh, um, there was some trouble I I overheard, but I was um, is uh, Ma all right? I heard a scream. Uh, I'm afraid not. Uh, would you mind coming out for a moment? I I just need to ask uh, you and your your housemates some questions. Oh, oh, of of course, of course. But, but before we do, the guy down the hall, the Bible salesman guy. Have you seen him around the uh? Around the place tonight? Has he been here? Well, uh, I don't recall hearing him come, uh, leave or come back. I think he, I think he's kind of a shut-in, really. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Come on out. I, I appreciate it. He proceeds to go around to each of you in turn. You guys all pretty much get the same thing. Uh, next, you know, Hanky comes up to you, knocks on your door, asks you pretty much the same thing. Hey, that Bible salesman. Has he uh, been around here tonight? Uh, I didn't get back in till late, so I don't know. I mean, do you need me to come downstairs? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All if, right. If you, if you don't mind. And uh, when, when he gets over to you, uh, <laughs> Agent Spade, uh, make a psychology roll. Uh, yeah, no, I missed that. <laughs> okay. That's okay. I missed that by a little bit. That's okay. I mean, you can tell this guy's a little visibly shaken. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever he's been doing on his beat, has been it's been a bad night. But, I mean, you, don't, you can't get too much out, outside of that. But you get pretty much the same set of questions, you know. Hey, have you seen the uh, Bible salesman? Has he been around? I tell him everything I know from what I've observed about him. 
44 out of 85. <laughs> is this like a persuade to... No, it's just I, 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 everything I've okay. spotted about him, everything that's coming to me right okay. now, I just... You give him bleh. a uh, remarkably uh, level-headed assessment of Father You're Grandfather. Down. But uh, although he's an unreliable character in many ways and uh, uh, is a little uh, touchy, to say the least, uh, your, your descriptions actually seem to kind of take away some of his suspicions a little bit. Um, why he's suspicious, nobody knows. But yeah, he comes around next to you, our good book here. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm sorry to wake you. Uh, um, oh, I don't sleep. Oh, oh, well, that's... <laughs> so you're fine. It's that's fortuitous. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm uh, uh, Sergeant Dennis Spaulding. Ma'am, uh, would you mind coming downstairs, please? Sure, what for? Uh, I'd just like to speak to your, uh, your all, all, all of your housemates together, see, see if I can gather some information about a, uh, uh, an investigation. It won't be too rousing, will it? I'm sorry to say that it may be. Oh, my. Well, I suppose I'll have to take one for the team. Button up my Monterey. nightgown. <laughs> what do they call them? Why are you in a nightgown if you don't sleep? Well, to be prepared in case I pass out. You can put a <laughs> nightgown on and just walk around. They're comfortable. I don't choose these things, but I did. She's a sinner. Tell me, uh, what was your name? Dolores. Dolores, thank you. Are you an attractive woman? <laughs> I'm blind, you see. <laughs> well, on my character sheet, where does it tell me if I'm attractive? AVP. Appearance. I'm 11. She is That's fair. That's all you need to know. I'm an 8. I, too, am an 11. You know... <laughs> <laughs> you know, together, we can make a 22. <laughs> No, nothing, just a, just assessing the situation. Thank you. So you guys all make your way down there. Um, Do I make uh, my way down or am I still well, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're still there um, where he's, you know, seated, unless you've run away in the meantime. No, but can I make sure that under my coat I have some of my devices somehow? <laughs> like, can I grab the pipe bomb on my way out? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah, he, he kind of frisked you. Well, I mean, he didn't frisk you that heavily, but... Um, I've got a dynamite did, stick in my shoe. He did walk you down there. Okay, so you've got your you've got your lucky dynamite. Yeah. Uh, lighting it may be a trick with your hand or hand stepping on, on it might might kaboom. Yeah. It's not the dynamite from it's Lost. Just, yes, they were then. <laughs> they no, were. but it's like if it's just a, doesn't he have to just light it? Like if no, if, they, unless it gets with wet. Glycerin. But I mean, it needs to get but, wet and get it, old, and then. But it's, it's not like the dynamite from Lost. Well, mind you, if, if, he's had that, if he's had that in his yeah. like, yeah, who knows what? Trump Trump point, who knows? Years. Who knows what the thing is? <laughs> yeah. like. It's my Trump card, my final Trump. So card. yeah, you guys all make your way down, and uh, Father Grandfather is currently handcuffed. As you guys walk past his room, there's a, a splash of blood on the floor. It makes uh, me hungry. Yeah, he 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 seems pretty calm though. I mean, as things go. Uh, not not too not too long after uh, you guys have all been gathered together. Sar Sergeant Spaulding makes his way out, greets the lot of you, and says, "Thank, thank you all for uh, uh, getting up. I, I, I appreciate it. I, I understand it's late. I, I have some bad news. It, it seems that your, uh, your housemate, Hannah Pickering, has been murdered. The nice blonde girl. Yes, yes. Probably the father. <laughs> what the, 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 the guy on the couch? No, no, she was pregnant. She was. It's like so the so the father is the father. <laughs> Were they married? So uh, uh <laughs> if they weren't married, they she probably got what she the, deserved. The, sar the sergeant asks uh, asks you. Uh, he says, so, "So you think she was pregnant? That's that's good to know. Uh, um, do you happen to know who the father was? No. Oh, okay. That nice girl. She seemed like she was coming undone, officer. Something wasn't right with her." 
Hmm. Been that way recently. But you guys haven't noticed anything specific. Uh, just generalities, possibly a, a possibly a father child situation. That's good to know. I definitely appreciate it. <clears throat> Any of you guys know anything else? Uh, please, please don't hesitate to to give me a call. And he he hands out a uh, business card. His hand is shaking ever so slightly when he holds it out. So uh, can I take these handcuffs off? I promise I won't hit no one that what deserve it no more. I'll take the card from the officer. Where was she found? <clears throat> on the on the outskirts of town. How'd it happen? Right right now we're just trying to gather as much information as we can so we can figure out what's going on. But uh, if 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 you if you have more input or anything, uh, please don't don't hesitate to stop by the station or give me a call. As for you, sir. Sir, I'll behave. <clears throat> don't trust him. Sir, I'm a don't. good, honest man. I sell Bibles for a living. I'm from the country of Georgia. I have immunities. Well, we're gonna bring you down to the station, book you, and then uh, it's gonna be up to uh, to to Ma whether or not she wants to press charges. Oh God, I gotta get out of this mess. What did he do to Ma? And about this time, Ma comes out. She's got her own cup of tea, and uh, her her face is all covered in blood. One, one hand, she's got her teacup, but the other hand is basically just a big uh, rag that uh, she seems to be mopping up a. Uh, Surprising amount of blood from from some sort of head wound. I kicked the teacup out of her hand. <laughs> okay, so I'll go to the kitchen, get a steak. Uh, she, and she, <laughs> she can barely see anything, and she's co she's coming out. You know, she's got this thing on her face. Uh, I'm going to jail. I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pin this son of a bitch against the wall. Okay, you, what's your agility? <laughs> or dexterity. Sorry. My dexterity is fifteen. What's your dexterity? Eleven. Okay. See so yeah, that. That that old coot is fast, and uh, by the by the time you get up out of your chair to go after him, he's already launched a kick at her. Uh, make a kick roll, double skill. How do I make a kick roll? Down at the bottom. It's a percentage. Oh, 25. So you got a 50% chance to kick this thing out of her hand. Oh. 16. 16. Okay, you mightily kick that thing. <laughs> uh, I, still, I still pin him up against the wall. Yeah, and they. <laughs> The, uh, the teacup goes flying, you follow after, grab onto him. You're getting him from behind, I'm just gonna give this to you. So you, you pin his ass up against the wall, and uh, uh, she, Ma, has gone hurtling back into the kitchen. Uh, kicked, That's what you get? Kicked by the force of his mighty blow. I'll slam his head against the wall. Stay the fuck down, you crazy son of a bitch! I've got the strength of Jesus, you can't pin me for long. <laughs> These handcuffs won't stop me, did it stop Samson? No. And as you're pinning him, uh, uh, the uh, the good sergeant, uh, Sergeant Spaulding, comes up and proceeds to trunch in the Bible salesman into unconsciousness. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> During this, I go into the kitchen, into the icebox, find a steak or something cold, and go put it on the old lady's head, and go back to sit down and light my pipe. <laughs> I want to help her to the couch to sit down. Ma is very appreciative. Oh, you boys are so nice. I don't, I don't know what came over father. Thank you so much. I'll go in and make her in a, another cup of tea. <laughs> Can I do anything to stop the guy from like beating the shit out of me? Just what do you want to do? I mean, you're, you're you being helped by another guy. Case. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, if you want to struggle out of it, that's that, that's. An I'm gonna pretend I'm having a stroke. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm 60. May have one for cares. real. <laughs> he beats you. There you go. Roll, roll your persuade. <laughs> Oh, which is actually probably 99%? 99. Yeah, okay. 
believe so it. So yeah, you, you, you're holding this guy down uh, yeah, uh, there, uh, Cyril, and uh, all of a sudden he strokes out on you. <laughs> Wiggly son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I just assume he's, you know, fighting me. Uh, so I'm gonna just, you know, move this pinning against the wall to pinning against the floor. Put him, you know, slam him down a bit more. I, I, don't, I don't, frankly, I don't care what happens to him. <laughs> I'm out of stuff. I'm having a stroke. That's all I know. So he's stroking out and uh, being pinned to the ground uh, uh, by by Cyril, who slowly chokes him into unconsciousness. <laughs> no! You're well, a hero, good sir. Well, someone had to do it, right? This old man's crazy. He needs to be put down. Uh, and Ma, after uh, picking herself up uh, um, and uh, you know sipping her tea, goes in and proceeds to call the authorities uh, to... Uh, come and address the situation. It's not long before uh, another squad car has arrived uh, <laughs> to carry off <laughs> father-grandfather. This game should be called Call of, like, of the Bible Salesman. And uh, so, yeah, he's he's carried off. Sergeant Spaulding is incredibly apologetic to the lot of you, and especially to Ma, and actually offers to drive her to the, ho to the hospital uh, himself. I mean, unless you guys have anything, he's going to leave, let you guys sleep, and go get Ma stitched up. I'm gonna go with him just to go make sure that you know father grandfather doesn't break out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> Is he unconscious at this no, point? I, I want to take the opportunity to kind of talk up the uh, the cop because he's obviously shaken. It can't be the first time he's seen something bad. But, yeah, yeah. Um, outskirts of town, won't give a lot of details in a room full of people, probably because there's women. And we got one woman. We're gonna go take her to the hospital, and then when we're separated from her, we're gonna go chum it up. Okay. Okay, so, uh, Ma gets taken to the hospital, she gets stitched up. Uh, outside of that, <laughs> uh, you, you speak with, uh, um, the, the, the detective, and, or, sorry, the sergeant, rather, Sergeant Spaulding, and he, he tells you, uh, it was ugly. Uh, sh she's found all ripped up, like, I'm talking Jack the Ripper bad, out on the outskirts of town, out by the, uh, out by the dump. So what would she be doing out by the dump? That's that's what I was coming to find out for you guys. Uh, if if you, I mean, you guys are you know her housemates. If anybody would know anything, I figured it'd be you. So you don't think it was an animal? It was maybe. Uh, right now we don't think so, but nobody's really sure. Tomorrow we're gonna check in with her, with with her jobs, see if anybody knows anything there. But right now you guys are our you know first leads. So I gotta walk back. Mm -hmm. That sucks. <laughs> well, no, no, he's, he's going to drive you back. <laughs> So, I'll buy the dump. Don't even know if it's an animal or not. Who's out there with the body mount? Oh, uh, well, right, right now, I mean, they're they're out there, uh, cleaning it up. Uh, they've they've uh, got a detective on the case. Federal or local? Local, local, local. Uh, detective Harden. He's uh the one they put in charge. And he's out there now. I uh, I think so. Yeah. Let me have the keys for your car. Uh. Listen. I'm an agent. I'm a, I'm a federal agent. I can help. You're going to show him your uh, expired I, I badge? I didn't bring my badge. It's back in the room. I, I was <laughs> coming here to help out. Persuading. I can well, I bombed that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, listen, uh, things have already gone a little uh, tits up so far. Uh, I've, I've already got one of my uh, potential witnesses in the hospital with a lacerated face. Another one is currently in custody. You know, I'd, I'd appreciate it if, if you want to check into it, look into it further tomorrow. You know, we, we certainly would appreciate the help. Just, uh, but yeah, I don't think I can get the squad, the squad car. Yeah, it was worth it. He actually pulls the side of the road, 
uh, writes out a number on the on the back of uh, one of his business cards, and he says, uh, "Listen, this is this is a uh, detective uh, detective Harden. He, he's a good guy. Uh, I'll t I'll tell him uh, uh, you're looking to looking to see what you can do to help, and he'll he'll definitely be able to, you know, do a little more. If anything, he'll probably swing by tomorrow. Oh, well, then that makes it easier. I don't have to go anywhere. Okay, then yeah, take me back to the boarding house. So he drops you back off at Moss. Uh, everybody else you get, and I'm guessing is gonna get some sleep. Compulsively making tea. Ten sets of, the of the tea around for <laughs> four people. My oh. guy's definitely asleep. <laughs> I, take, I take a cup of tea and add a little whiskey. Go back up to the room. Uh, I've, I've had some of Mr. Lenny's tea and uh, smoke cigarette on the porch and uh, going back to bed. Say good night to Mr. Lenny. Good night, Mr. Lenny. <laughs> you wish it was a good night, sir. <laughs> well. It, I'll see you in the morning. Certainly can't get worse. <laughs> I feel like you're Lando Calrissian. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'll make my hey, way lady. back upstairs and I'll just be like, that cigarette he was smoking smelled funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed this first installment of our story, and if so, please consider rating and reviewing our show on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser, as well as subscribing to our series via your favorite podcast player, so you never miss an episode or update. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook, at Cthulhu Mystery. We have so many chilling stories to share, and myriad mysteries for that matter. For those of you who would dare lift the curtain on this peculiar production, Allow me to direct you to where you can support our talented team, patreon.com slash omniversemedia. Patrons get access to a wealth of Cthulhu Mystery bonus content, and those who contribute at $10 or more are treated to Cthulhu Cthomentary, a Patreon-exclusive podcast that chronicles every episode of our show and shares sinister secrets such as... He just jumped out the gate, like just whipping her in the face. And it was just like, I remember editing it. And I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe this is the, like this, this is the first thing. Father grandfather's fear is gynophobia. He's afraid of women. That's why he whips Ma in the face. Oh, wow. <laughs> you didn't know, know that? that? It's Brandon being like, uh, uh, I got to role play this, right? Okay, here we go. You told me to lean into the, the fears and, and manias. So here I go. I'm doing it. That's yeah. what happened. <laughs> Well, now it's late. No doubt your bones have been sufficiently chilled by this evening's show. So how about some music to ease your nerves? I have something quite special. This is a world premiere, folks. Hot off the presses. A brand new tune from Chamber Band. Their latest long player is called Careers, and I'm sure they have a bright one ahead of them. Won't you join me now in listening to this lovely little tune? Again, a world premiere here on WIS. This is Chamber Band with Abernathy.
broke myself still alive Not sure how I'd made it, not sure how I'd played it There'd been a blast and a dive And the hand I was holding I'd never been holding To my Outsmarted their makings and focused on the career's flaws And then combined our bases in the best hiding places in practice Cthulhu Mystery Program. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And be sure to subscribe to our series via your favorite podcast player to get all the latest episodes. Episode 1, Terror Comes a Knocking, was written and performed by Luke Stram, Kat Blackard, Doug Banks, Kay, Brandon Gerson, and Rule Knudsen, and is based on the Call of Cthulhu scenario, Behold the Mother, from Dead Reckonings, published by Chaosium Incorporated.
The series is edited and produced by Colin Peterson and Kat Blackard, and the original score is composed and performed by Ryan McQuinn and Mike McQuinn of Neon Dolphin. Home for all your custom music needs and more, neondolphinmusic.com. For full episode credits, transcripts, as well as character sheets and other supplemental material, visit CthulhuMystery.com. This program is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Join us at Patreon.com slash Omniverse Media. All characters appearing are fictitious, and any resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This series is recorded and produced in Central Florida and Nashville, Tennessee, on lands ruthlessly taken from their indigenous people, the Tamuqua and Seminole, and Yuchi, Shawnee, and Cherokee, respectively. To learn more about the First Nations of the lands where you live, visit native-land.ca. This has been the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Good night. Omniverse. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo. This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now... Before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what, what's going on? There's gotta be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? Nope. Love interest? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people you left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts.